What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to The Michael Mars Show. Today is Monday, January 11th, 2020. This is episode 42 of The Michael Mars Show, and we have a phenomenal episode for you today. Let me just get a quick uh, sip of the Yofsky before we get rolling with this episode. We're going to start with a sports update. NFL wildcard round was this past weekend. Then we're going to preview the uh, college football championship, which is tonight, which is Alabama, Alabama duh, versus Ohio State, who just knocked off Clemson. Uh, quick little UFC preview because McGregor McGoat is fighting on January 23rd. If it looks, if you're watching this on YouTube and it keeps on, it looks like my eyes are going from right to left. It's because I split screen it. So I'm on half the screen and I'm reading the outline on the other half. It's a little bit different because when I did them at school and I would do them in person, I would sometimes print it out. And sometimes I would just like have my laptop right there. But now that I record on my laptop is a little bit different. So uh, yeah, we're split screening. So if my eyes look like they're going in 19 different directions, that's why. Um, after the sports update, we got a life update. I went on a massive ski trip, which was phenomenal with so many of my friends. I just got back a couple days ago. I got my car back and um, I won my fantasy football league. Who didn't see that coming though, honestly? But we'll get into that stuff. Fan questions, round three. I put it up on Snapchat and Instagram yesterday. Said swipe up with some questions. I got a lot of good questions. So uh, I'm going to answer how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I picked eight to answer. I like all the questions, though. Shout out, you guys, for sending in your questions. Then we're going to wrap up with a stock slash crypto uh, update slash talk or whatever you want to say. And then, um, then the advice of the week. And that is it. I don't know how long that's going to take. I'm in my room today. I usually record these Zoom ones in the office downstairs. But I was just like, nah, I'm just going to wake up, roll out of bed. I just woke up like, what time is it? It's 101. I woke up at probably like 1230. My sleep schedule is so shot. It's terrible. I usually go to bed around like 330. And I usually wake up around like 12. So I mean, I'm still getting almost nine hours. So take that however you want. But yeah, this coffee is just going to going to propel this episode i can already tell um okay let's get started nfl wild card this past weekend was a madness it was a madness mate okay we're going to start at the top colts versus bills was the first playoff game bills won by three points that was a good game colts are a tough team though i knew the bills were going to win i don't want to say i knew the bills were going to win but i really thought they were going to win they did not cover though the spread was six and a half. They only won by three. Final score was 27-24. The over-under was 51 and a half. 50 points were scored. So the under missed or the over missed by one and a half points. Man, Vegas got it close again, but the Bills are moving on to the next round. Super excited about that. Um, good season to the Colts. Not sure if Phil Rivers is still going to be their quarterback next season. We'll see. But uh, the Bills, the good guys, they move on. Shout out my boy Jimmy, big Bills fan over there. Yeah, I mean, go Bills, I guess. That's who I would like to see. To That's that's who I want to win the Super Bowl. Excuse my French. Just woke up, like I said. Going to be a weird episode. A lot of gr grammatical errors. I can, I can already tell coming my way. Yeah, so I would like to see the Bills win the Super Bowl, if not the Chiefs. Yeah, there we go. All right, Rams-Seahawks, second playoff game. Seahawks were a three-point favorite, but they lost by 10. Rams went into Seattle. And one, let's see, it was uh, 20 to 10 at halftime. So they just carried that 10-point lead into the rest of the game. I'm here for it. I mean, I thought the Seahawks were going to win that game. But 
man, Jared Goff had a hurt thumb. He just had surgery on his thumb like 10 days ago. He wasn't even starting. And then the quarterback that was starting got hurt like a couple minutes into the game. Jared Goff goes in, propels them to a victory. I kind of wanted to see, um, I don't know. I just I just like watching DK Metcalf play and just like see Russell Wilson, Seattle. Like, I just kind of wanted to see them win. You know, like, I mean, dude, if you can't beat a division rival in the playoffs, I mean, sheesh, like you're not supposed to be in the playoffs, I guess. So go Rams, I guess. If any Rams fans out there, shout out you. Now, the night game on Saturday. Do I have – okay, I got some Redskins stuff over there, but I don't want to turn the camera because this microphone's like on – it's just on shaky legs today, so I don't want to accidentally hit it or something. But Redskins versus Buccaneers. Excuse me, I got a burp. What a game. What a game that was. I mean, back and forth. I knew the Redskins were going to make that a close game. I mean, no doubt. Washington, it's just – I just feel like we play up to our competition. We play down to our competition and we've been doing that for many, many years. So when we play the Bengals or we play um, the lions or something like that, we, we lose because we just play down to our competition. But when we play up and we play like the Steelers or the Seahawks or the Buccaneers, it doesn't matter. We always show up. That being said, our defense did not show up. They played horrible. Probably the worst they've played all season. My boy, Taylor Heineke, who, Who's this guy? Who, who, who the, that's a McGregor quote, but who the F is big guy? I don't know. I mean, I had no clue. We signed him off the free agency. He wasn't even on a team. We signed him off waivers. Like I want to say December 8th. Apparently he was taking online classes at ODU and he needed uh, like uh, to be excused from exam week to, to go play for the Redskins. That's crazy. He played phenomenal though. I read something like he had one of the best quarterback ratings in X amount of years for the Redskins. So, um, yeah, good for him. I would personally like to see them re-sign him, but I don't know. I mean, he, he made a lot of money on, what was it, Saturday when they played that game. So if he doesn't go to the Redskins, he's going to be a good quarterback somewhere else, maybe a backup, but he's going to make a lot of money. So I don't know. I mean, do we, we're going to have like the 19th overall pick. Do we want to draft a quarterback or do we just want to roll with Heineke? Personally, I liked Heineke. I thought he played well. I thought he played pretty well in the fourth quarter against the Panthers, the game that he went or that he uh, that he that he played last minute. I don't know. We'll see. As a Redskins fan, though, I'm just happy to see us make the playoffs. We weren't even supposed to make it. We put up a phenomenal fight against the Buccaneers. We won over a lot of fans. Buccaneers were a 10 point favorite and they did not cover great teams. Good teams win. Great teams cover. The Buccaneers are not a great team. Go Skins. Hopefully we have a team name by next year. Wouldn't count on it, though. Definitely would not count on that. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was, it was a good Saturday. You know what I mean? Saturday was fun. I love having NFL games on Saturday. Hopefully they do that in the coming seasons. So uh, it just gives us something to watch. I mean, of course, you have college football on Saturday. But it uh, wouldn't hurt to sprinkle in. Hold up. Let me get that little. Where's the guy that sprinkles the salt down his arm? Sprinkle in a little NFL, little, <clears throat> little NFL on a Saturday. Whew, didn't see that one coming, did you? Okay. Uh, on to Sunday, which was yesterday, Ravens versus Titans. That game was in Tennessee. Ravens were a three and a half point favorite and they won by seven. So they covered Ravens looked pretty good. Lamar Jackson looked good. Titans. I mean, that's just, that was a rematch of last year's playoff game where the Ravens lost. And I remember I lost a lot of money in that game last year. I was, I lost a lot of money. You know, I'll tell a story real quick, actually. So how I lost all the money was when my bookie, when you make a bet, when you're going live bets, cause I live betted it, 
it puts it in the queue. So like, you'll say like Ravens money line and you'll put it in your queue. I remember I had like the Lakers were playing that night. And like, so were, I want to say like the jazz or something like that. So I add jazz money line, Lakers money line, Ravens money line to my bet slip. When you go to your bet slip, it defaults to the maximum amount that you can bet. So, okay. So it's, so now all I have three bets that I haven't taken yet, but they're all maximum amount. All I have to do is just place bet there's no password it's just place bet and it goes right through where it says place bet is the x so it says place bet and like the bottom right on 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 the screen right above it is the x to cancel a bet so i see ravens like i forget what the spread was. I, it was like minus 160 money line okay because it was like going into halftime and they were down by like two points or something like that i don't really remember but I go to exit out of the Lakers bet. I'm like, I don't want this anymore. So I go to cancel out of that. And I accidentally, my mouse is like a centimeter above where I thought it was. And I accidentally clicked place bet. I was the biggest Ravens fan after that moment. I was like, yo, I need the Ravens so big right now. And they lost. So honestly, like, I don't count that towards my overall record because I didn't mean to take it. Now, if they had won, I probably would have counted it towards my overall record. But since they lost, and I was just so blown because I, I, I remember I texted my bookie and I was like, yo, I just took a bet I wasn't supposed to take or I didn't mean to take. And I just remember he didn't answer. And I was like, this guy's a stooge. No way he answers because the Ravens just didn't look good in the second half. And he was like, this guy's just going to want my money. But I ended up hitting. And I remember after that, who who needs some coffee? Yeah, I remember hitting a little bit after that. So I didn't have to pay as much as I would have if I had lost all my other bets. But that was last season, new season. I've been doing pretty dang good this year. Not going to lie. Okay, Bears versus Saints. Not much to say about that game. I mean, Saints won by uh, by 12. Spread was 10 and a half, so they covered by one and a half points. It was a good game. I mean, I, I didn't think the Bears were going to be that competitive. I mean, they, they got one touchdown on the last play of the game, so take that how you want. Saints, I mean, Saints are one of those teams that, like, they always make the playoffs, but they always get screwed by the refs in the playoffs, so I don't know. Mm, we'll get into – I'll preview next week once I'm done with uh, the next game. But, yeah, I mean, Saints-Bears. I mean, Alvin Kamara's that dude. Sheesh. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Bears-Saints, Bears aren't that good. Redskins would have beat the beat, beat the breaks off the Bears. Okay, final game on NFL wildcard weekend was the Browns versus the Steelers. Steelers were a five-and-a-half-point favorite playing at home. They had just played the Browns last week. They lost by two. And, man, they were talking to madness. I mean, some of them were. I mean, Juju, I remember in an interview earlier this week, he was saying, the Browns is the Browns. I mean, I didn't disagree. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, I mean, the Browns are the Browns, man. I mean, like, they're just one of those teams that they just, they fold. They remind me of the Redskins, honestly. Like, they fold. They they compete sometimes, but then they just, they fold. I don't know. They're just not that great of a team. But this year, they got a little, they got a little more of a little spunk to them. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And they don't have OBJ. So, I mean, if they had had OBJ last night, I don't know. I didn't even say the final score. Final score was 48 to 37. Browns came out hot. First play of the game, um, the Steelers' center snapped it over his head. Total stooge right there. Touchdown for the Browns. First play of the game. And um, they scored 28 points in the first quarter, which was an NFL record for a playoff game. It was the largest deficit in one quarter. So 28 to 0. But then the Steelers started to come back a little bit. I think what will haunt them is not going for it on fourth down. Fourth and one, fourth quarter, 
Um, they had all the momentum. They were down by 12. I think it was around midfield and they punted. It's like those type of decisions are just the ones that kill you the most, because I understand you have faith in your defense and you punt the ball away and you're playing a field position game at that point. But look what happened. I mean, the Browns scored a touchdown on that drive and then went back up by 21 or something like that. And never, never looked back. You just got to be gutsy and you just got to go for it. I mean, when you look at your team, you call a timeout. Let's say you call a timeout and you look each other in the face. Do you guys not have enough faith in yourselves to get one yard? You like look at each other and be like, guys, are we not going to get one yard against the Browns right now? Like, can we actually not get one yard against the Cleveland Browns right now when we need it most? And they didn't even try. Like, that's just, that's soft in my opinion. That's a real soft decision that they made. And um, yeah, so Browns won by 11. 85 points were scored in that game. That's a load of points. Yeah, I mean, Steelers are out. They never recovered against the Redskins. I swear the Redskins put the fear of God in them. Redskins beat them in week 12. Steelers were undefeated. And since then, they lost five of their next six games. You, t- you take that how you want. I mean, I will take that as the Redskins put the fear of the Lord in them and never looked back. Great wild card weekend. Phenomenal wild. I love NFL play. NFL playoffs are so violent. It's just, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, you get maximum effort out of these guys. I mean, of course, when you're playing in the NFL, you have to put in effort even in the regular season. It's not like basketball because, I mean, if you don't put in effort in football, you'll get hurt. I mean, like straight up, you'll someone will get hurt. So there's always effort, but when you're in the playoffs and there's that many more cameras on you and there's that many more people watching and it's just, it's, it's, it's intense. It's that much more intense. It's just, it's so much fun to watch. And a lot of these games were close. I mean, um, I'm looking at it right now. The largest margin of victory was 11 points. That's, I mean, that's not even two scores right there. Or, I mean, it is if you if you want to count a field goal, but not even two touchdowns. So, I mean, it, it was a great weekend of, of, of games. Now, I got my phone right here. Oh, the phone is blown up. Got to put it on. Uh, got to put it on mute. It's on mute. Okay. Let me go to let me go to the schedule real quick, and I'll just preview the games for next week. I'm going to do a podcast probably in between then. So, um, I'll probably talk about it a little bit more. But, let's see. Divisional round. Okay. Saturday at 435 p.m. Eastern time Rams travel to Lambeau field to take on the Packers Packers are a seven point favorite in that I like the Packers I think the Packers are going to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC they just look good I mean Devontae Adams is an animal he was on my fantasy team this year guy's a dog they're not losing I don't think they lose to the Rams I just don't see that happening now this is the best game next week in my opinion 815 Saturday Bills versus Ravens in Buffalo. That's a game. I mean, Bills, Ravens, that is, excuse me, that is a game. The Bills are a two and a half point favorite. I think they win in cover. I like the Bills to win that game, but not by a lot. I mean, the the, the Ravens are nice and they showed that they, they still got a little spunk in them. They've been on a nice little win streak, if I'm not mistaken. Beat the Titans. I mean, Titans are no joke. Derrick Henry is no joke. That guy's like King Kong trying to run the football. Like, just give him a halfback counter. He'll probably get seven yards every time. Okay, so I'm going Packers. I'm going Bills. Now, on Sunday, we got Buccaneers versus Saints. Saints are favorite. I'm going with the Bucs, though. I'm going to go with the Bucs for one of two reasons, okay? First reason 
is I think the Saints. I just think I just think the I think the Redskins are that. I think the Redskins are honestly that good that that's why the like people are saying like all oh, the Buccaneers don't look that good. They like the like how the they let the Redskins compete with them. I just think the Redskins show up in big time games. I really do think they show up even though we lost. So I I just think the Buccaneers that was a hard game for them and um yeah so I'm taking I'm taking the Bucks in that. But another reason is. The referees hate the Saints in the playoffs, particularly. Referees hate the Saints. Referees love Tom Brady. So that's a combo right there. That's a little peanut butter and jelly. That's a little little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Bucs. I'm going with the Bucs by a decent amount of points, too, like over eight points, I'll say. I'll say the Bucs win that game by more than eight points. Should be competitive, though, for the first half. But, yeah, I'm taking the Bucs. Okay, Browns versus Chiefs. Chiefs are a 10-point favorite. I'm sorry, but the Browns had a great run. They might make that game kind of competitive, but I just don't see the Chiefs losing that game. I'll be beside myself if the Chiefs lose. So uh, based off my answers, it looks like we're going to get the Bills versus the Chiefs and the Packers versus the Bucks. So Packers-Bucks, I like that. Bills-Chiefs, I like that more. Great games, great games. I'll, I'll preview those games when they happen, but that's my prediction. Let's go. I love the NFL so much. I love betting on these games. I just, it's, it's, it's a great time of the year. It is a phenomenal time of the year. Um, now, real quick, I can talk about fantasy football. Why not? I mean, on the topic of football, I won my fantasy football league. Shout out all the guys that were in the league. Uh, it was a lot of tech guys, a couple of people, I, I think some JMU heads. Um, some Nova heads, just a lot of guys I've been friends with. There was 12 of us in the league. Um, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. I honestly just can't think of everyone off the top of my head. Last year, I lost to Jimmy in the championship. I made it to the championship last year, same league, but I came up short. It, it, it blew me the entire offseason. I was like, damn, damn. I mean, I just you got to hate losing, especially coming in second place. I mean, you got to appreciate going that far, but, man, coming up short sucks. So this year, I was like, I'm going to write that wrong. After the draft, I'm pretty sure my draft report card, I was supposed to come in like sixth place. I knew that was capped though. Um, I would say like two weeks before the playoffs started, I was at Hunter's house and I look at Eric and I was like, Eric, I'm going to see you in the championship, bud. Cause he was the commissioner. I was like, we have the two best teams in the league. I'm going to see you in the championship and I'm going to beat you in the championship. Nevertheless. I mean, come on. I got to get, I got to write my wrong. Like this is my destiny guy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose in the championship two times in a row, missing out on over $200 combined. Like that's just, I'm just not going to let that happen to my squad. So um, of course, the playoffs come. I got a narrow victory versus my boy, Kyle. That was a close game. I cannot lie. I only won that game by like seven points or something. Then I played Matt Burkholder in the second round. And that was against uh, Matt had beat me two times earlier in the regular season. So he beat me twice in the regular season. But I love Matt. But come on, man. I mean, I'm going to win when it matters most. So I beat him in the playoffs. And then I think I played Jimmy in the next round. And that was big for me because I was like, dude, this is um, – this is the guy that knocked me out last year. Like, this is my redemption game. Like, this is this is my redemption game. Like, I have to show up, and I showed up. And then I played Eric in the championship, and I beat him by a decent amount of points. Feels good. I can't lie. It feels good to get the win. I Like, now when I watch these games, like, ever since fantasy football was done, I was just like, I'm, it's, not, it's not the same watching, watching football without fantasy. It's like there's not – it's not as exciting. 
but it is exciting when the Venmo balance is mucho thicko because of your homies. Uh, so yeah, shout out the guys. Great season. I look forward to winning the championship again next year. Your money is very, very appreciated. I already spent most of it on my ski trip though. Um, skiing is expensive if you didn't know. Yeah, great season. I love fantasy football. I did terrible in my dad's league and that league is actually for more money and I've been in that one for longer. I did terrible in that league. Terrible. Worst I've done in, in, in a long time in fantasy football overall, but it's okay because um, I have bragging rights amongst my, my friend group. So that is basically all I have to say about NFL or professional football. You guys like this sweatshirt? I hope you like this sweatshirt. I got it for Christmas. Shout out my dad for getting me for Christmas. I don't know how the glasses are looking, if it's glaring, if it's a bad glare. I don't know. I have no idea. The lighting in my room is kind of weird. I got the um the ring light. The ring light is nice. I got that on Cyber Monday. I just pulled that down way too far. The hat I'm talking about for my listeners that aren't watching. Okay, yeah, the ring light's mad nice. It um it just it it's just nice. I don't know. It, it makes the screen look. It, it just makes everything look cleaner. I don't like. I just have bad lighting in my room. I've just always had bad lighting in my room. I got of course you see this big this big lamp right here or big ceiling fan, whatever you want to say. And then I got a little one over there. So without this ring light, this is basically um, Lambeau Field shining in my face right now. This light is so bright. It gives you a headache, low key. So that's why you just got to like try to really block it out and like look down to something. So that's why I'm sitting higher and my laptop is lower and the um, ring light is raised. So it's not like directly in front of me. Oh my goodness. That's what I was afraid of happening, hitting the microphone. This thing is on wobbly legs. I was saying, oh, it's about to fall. I didn't want this to happen on camera because it's going to take a minute to fix, but it's okay. It's okay. I mean, these these little solo episodes, I mean, honestly, um, I don't even know what I say half the time just because I get so lost. My coffee's definitely getting cold. Almost said warm. That would be interesting if it was getting warm in room temperature. Okay, enough of the coffee. Check this out. I got a 64 ounce water jug, MacGyver, whatever you want to say. It is so nice. I'm a big water guy. Shout out Agua. But I've always had like 30 ounce water bottles or like 24 ounce water bottles. So my sister asked what I wanted for Christmas. And I said, let me get one of these 64 ounce ones. And I picked out the color. This color was actually called Batman because it fades from black to um, silver. I don't know. I don't like the logo, honestly. It looks kind of soft. It's like a fireball or something like that. I don't know. And the, the name is send a star. I don't like that. I wish I could take it off because if it was just all around black fading into silver or silver fading into black, it'd be kind of sick, but it's not, I should have gotten another sip. That was a weak sip. Okay. College football championship is tonight. 8 PM hard rock stadium in Miami, Florida, Alabama versus Ohio state. I'm ready for that game. Over-under is set at 75 points. That's an army of points. And Alabama is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Go figure. Ah, man, I don't know because my prediction, whatever, you guys know what happened because this isn't coming out. I mean, today is Monday, and the game is tonight. This podcast is coming out tomorrow afternoon. So uh, I hope it was a good game. My prediction is Alabama wins by – I'm going to say I'm going to say they win by by um uh 11 points. I'm going to say Alabama wins by 11 points and the over does not hit. It is under 75 points. I don't know. I could be totally wrong on both those. I think it's going to be a good game though. 
it just depends. I mean, Justin Fields, that guy took a shot against Clemson last week. Or was that like a week and a half ago? I think it was on New Year's Day. So it's like 10 days ago. So he's had some time, but that guy took a shot. So, I mean, he's getting shot up with Toradol or something before the game. So he's not going to be feeling just about anything in his body. So good luck to him. Good luck to Ohio State. They've played a lot less games. I just think Alabama is an NFL team. They are like a mini NFL team year in and year out. So I'm taking them to win their sixth title with Nick Saban since he got there. Yeah, should be a should be a great game. Uh, I was surprised that Ohio State beat Clemson by as many points as they did. I don't know. I mean, I think we need to extend the college football playoffs to eight teams just because I've, I remember when I was watching the semifinals on New Year's Day, they were saying that like 40% of the semifinal games, which is one versus four and two versus three prior to the championship, have been decided by like more than 20 points. And that just shows that we need to expand the uh the college football playoff platform or, or uh, bracket or the amount of teams that are in it or whatever you want to say so yeah uh as far as tonight goes i'm taking bama they got the heisman winner they got the best running back in college football they got a nasty defense mac jones is playing nice i mean it's gonna be a good game nevertheless props to both teams for making this far but now one team gets to raise the trophy and that team is going to be from the south aka alabama alabama to so I'm taking them. Okay, last thing on the sports update. UFC has taken a three-week hiatus, but they are back in five days with Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. That's a great fight. That's a good fight. I'm really excited for that. Holloway's first fight since um, losing his rematch against Volkanovski. I thought he won that fight, though. Calvin Cater's coming off a couple wins. That's a that's a scrap. That guy's from Boston. So, you know, when you're from Boston, you're ready to throw down just about any time of the day. I'm ready for that. That's a, that's a scrap. But let's be real. The next week, January 23rd, that's the real reason. That's the reason anyone actually cares about anything. That's the reason that... I don't know. Like, that's just that that is keeping me afloat as far as being excited to go. I mean, I'm excited to go back to school, but I am more excited that the weekend I go back, McGregor is fighting Dustin Poirier in the rematch. Oh, my gosh. I just tried to wipe my eyes through my glasses. Now they're now they have smudge marks on them. That's a madness. I shouldn't have done that. That was a poor decision. Okay. Poirier versus McGregor. Let's go. First fight was on September 27th, 2014. McGregor won that fight less than two minutes into the first round. And that was like McGregor's rise. Like that is when his rise started. That was only his third fight in the UFC. And from that point on, he just went to infinity and beyond. He proceeded to win his first title, proceeded to win his second title, proceeded to beat or to uh, fight Floyd Mayweather. I mean, this was, I mean, six years ago. I mean, you can tell right there just by the date. It was a long time ago. A lot has happened since then. Poirier has only lost two fights since losing to McGregor. And that was to Michael Johnson, who was, that was an early, early finish as well. And um, to Khabib, who he got tapped out in, I think the third round. So, I mean, yeah, losing to Khabib isn't anything bad. Losing to Michael Johnson, yeah, it's kind of foul. I mean, Michael Johnson isn't that great as far as uh, his contemporaries. He'd probably beat the brakes. I'd definitely beat the brakes off me. No, no, no doubt about that. But McGregor, I saw in an interview yesterday. I saw in an interview yesterday. He was like, Poirier. He was like, Poirier's great. That's a horrible accent. But he was like, Poirier's great. Like, he's a, he's a great. I'm just gonna talk normally. He was like, Poirier is great. He was he is a phenomenal competitor. He's one of the best in the UFC. But there are levels to this, and he is still nowhere near my level. 
And then this is where I was like, whoa, whoa. He said, I will beat Dustin Poirier inside 60 seconds. Yeesh. I mean, damn. I don't even know what to say about that. That's a madness. I've been saying, though, and I'm sticking by this. I said this like a month ago on the podcast, I think. I'm taking McGregor. Not only am I taking him. Of course, I'm taking him. I'm putting a dummy amount of money. I'm, I'm taking him, but I'm also taking McGregor in the first round, McGregor in the second round. Because both fights that Poirier's lost besides Khabib, which was to Michael Johnson and McGregor, were both inside two minutes. So while he doesn't get knocked out often, there is something to say about him starting slow, relatively slow in the first couple minutes. So if McGregor comes out there and pushes the, the, the pace on him early, like I'm talking early, very early. He could, he, could, he could get him out there. I mean, damn, he could beat him in 60 seconds. That would be crazy. McGregor also said in this little interview, it was like a little snippet that I saw last night at like four, three in the morning or something. He was like, whatever he decides to do, he was like, if he decides to come forward, he's going to collapse. If he decides to take a back step and let me pressure him, he's going to collapse. That's intimidating. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say about that. McGregor is my guy. I've been supporting him since 2013. I will always bet on him. I will never bet against him. He's going to beat the hell out of Dustin Poirier on January 23rd. I will be at Virginia Tech to watch it. I'm very excited to watch it. It's going to be hard to stream because Dana White said, I got something in store for streamers in 2021. I don't know what that means, but bring it. But bring it. I'm ready. I'm not ready. I don't know. My hands get nervous talking about that on camera. Honestly, I shouldn't be talking about streaming on camera. I've talked about it way too much. But... I'm ready. I'm ready to watch this fight. It's going to be so exciting. I mean, when McGregor fights, the whole world stops. Literally, I mean, Twitter goes nuts. YouTube goes nuts. Everything. All social medias come to a halt and watch that. Whatever it is. Whenever he fights, it doesn't matter. Everyone watches it. And that's what I love about the UFC, specifically Conor McGregor, because this guy is on a different galaxy than any other fighter besides Floyd Mayweather. I mean, no fighter stops the world like he does when he fights boxing anybody it really doesn't matter mcgregor is in a category of his own and he is going to beat dustin poirier badly on january 23rd and my navy federal balance is going to take a massive leap after that day okay we're done with sports let me get another sip of my coffee i have no clue how long we've been recording for no clue and we haven't made a lot of progress I mean, we have made progress, just not outline-wise. Okay, life update. I'll start with my car. I finally, 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 finally got my car back. Okay, it broke down right before my Vegas trip. If you guys remember, if you guys listened to that pod, um, I was going to Vegas on October 28th. I was supposed to leave on October 29th. I was driving. Oh, sorry. I thought someone was saying my sister just got back. So I was driving back home and I made it probably an hour away from Radford. And that Janssen broke down. Absolutely horrible. Hate to see it. I slept in a hotel that night. I missed my flight the following morning, but shout out my dad. He, um, he, he made the, the flight for the next day. He rearranged it. Honestly, shout out. I didn't think I was going to be able to go, but that was a while ago. I already talked about that on the podcast. But yeah, I haven't had a car since October 28th. Very, very long time. I usually wouldn't care about that because I would just bike everywhere, but it is negative 37 degrees outside. So there was no chance I was biking around like I normally do. If it was the summer, I would, but I couldn't, or I could, but I didn't choose to. 
Okay. But I got it back on Friday. My mom drove me to Lexington where the car was. Massive, massive, huge shout out to my mom and my grandfather for everything they've done relative to my car honestly relative to my life because shout out both them love them love them both so much but in terms of my car i'm just so happy i got it back my mom drove me down to lexington we picked it up we got lunch we hung out for a little bit and then um the car was in the boonies i mean it was literally in the middle of nowhere but there was a mcdonald's we got some energy drinks we just chatted for a little bit and then um and then we drove back. I drove back home. I got the car just chilling in the driveway right now. I got some LED lights for the car. I'm going to put it on probably today. They're like, they're called, um, they're just like, I mean, car LED lights, but they're like Gouve, I think is the brand or I don't know how you pronounce it, but you just put them under the seats and, and then you download the app and um, then you have LED lights in your car. Okay. I, I got to check the group chat real quick. Okay, sorry. I'm back. I'm back. I decided to check the group chat. It was a buzzing and I had it on silent, but then I went to my messages and I had hundreds of messages. So I was just very confused what had happened. Okay. Yeah. Got the car back. Super excited. Shout out my mom. Shout out my grandfather. Much love to you guys. It just feels good. It feels good to have a car again. I'm on my own time. That's the thing that kills me most is when you don't have a car, you're not on your own time. And I don't like being that guy that asks people for rides. I just feel like I'm being an annoyance to them. So I usually just don't do anything. I usually just uh, I'll walk. I sometimes will bike or if I can get someone in my family to take me or if I absolutely need to, I'll ask for a ride. But I wasn't really I wasn't really doing much just because I didn't have the car. It kind of sucked ass, honestly. <laughs> I can't lie. But I got it back. Nevertheless, let's go. The kid's back on the road. 2007 Mazda CX-9 Sport Edition. Let's go. Four-wheel drive. I will demolish anything in the snow. I'm a big snow driver. I've, uh, I, I, with my old Pacifica in high school, I used to pick people up whenever it would snow. And I'd go to this parking lot that I'm a fan of. And I would just rip donuts. It was so much fun. I can't wait to do that again with this car. I love that stuff. Yeah. So shout out. The car. Shout out Mazda. Shout out my boy Wayne for fixing the car, even though he promised me a couple dates that came and went. So don't think I don't remember that. But uh, buddy, I mean, I understand it's a very small shop and um, it is what it is. I mean, I got the car back. I can't. No, ain't no complaints. What's that? Sorry, I said, ain't no complaints. Racks in the bank. Racks. And then there's blank what you think. I'm telling you, man, these solo episodes are something else. I've had people tell me though, on the last one, they were like, dude, you seem so natural when you do the solo ones. Yeah. It's just cause I lose my mind. I mean, honestly, like last time I did it, I was only awake for like an hour. This time I've been awake for like 10 minutes before starting. So it's just like, and I'm the weird like, people that know me. Like I'm so weird in the morning. Like, it's just like, my thoughts are like crazy. Cause I dream, like I have some crazy dreams. So I'll wake up with that same energy. Like if I have a dream of like, like literally, I'm not even lying. Two days ago, I had a dream that I was a prize fighter in Vegas and I flew out all my friends for all my fights and I was nasty. Like, how weird is that? I mean, like I was basically Conor McGregor in Vegas with all my friends there, but, I, but I'm not, I'm not that at all. I'm not like, that's just, that didn't make sense. But then I woke up and I was like, I'm that dude. And I went to the gym and just like had a different energy that day because I just felt like I was that guy, but I'm definitely not that guy. So another life update. Ski trip. I went to Wisp Resort. Shout out Jordan. Shout out Jordan and Jordan's neighbors because Jordan's neighbors gave her the, the house. Man, this was a beautiful crib in Deep Creek, Maryland, right on the water. Absolutely beautiful. We had 10 people there. So for all you COVID freaks, um, no, no offense. I mean, COVID is very real. 
I'm just saying like we had 10 people, we were under 10 people, 10 was the max. That's what we peaked at. So we were, we were up to standards. We were, we were following the rules as much as we could, but yeah, it was a phenomenal trip. I had such a good time. I mean, I literally had such a great time. I'd only gone skiing once before that. And that was at Bryce three years ago with my dad. And so I went snowboarding the first day in Bryce and this is three years ago. And then I went skiing the second day. I was horrible at snowboarding and I was okay at skiing. So for this trip prior to it, I'm telling myself, look, we're going to give snowboarding another go. We're going to give it a try. Let's get after it. I rent the snowboard the first day. I don't put it on. I rent, I literally, I get my size. I fill out the stuff. I get it. I take the board outside and I start to see these people going to the lift on their snowboard with one leg in one leg out, like pushing themselves, like to the ski lift. And I look at some of my friends that are snowboarding and I'm like, no chance. Like there's no chance. I learn how to do that in two days. That's just not happening. I'm going to ski. And everyone's like, dude, like, come on, like, give it a shot. And I'm like, no, because once I get out there, like, I don't know if I'll be able to return it, but I literally just got it. Like, I, let me just see if I can return it real fast. And the guy actually said, it's like a $15 uh, fee to change it. But he was like, don't worry about it. He was like, if anyone asked just say you paid me, but I'm not going to make you pay me. So shout out that guy. Didn't get his name or anything, but shout out that guy, man. So I got the skis. And I surprised myself. I don't want to give myself too much credit, but I, I surprised myself. I was pretty damn good. I did the bunny slope like twice and then I was ready for green, did green like twice. And then I did blues the entire weekend. But the thing is I wanted to try black, but there, it didn't snow while we were there. And my friends, I had two friends that went on black diamond and uh, they were saying that it just wasn't good. It was too icy and they weren't putting fake snow on it. They were putting fake snow on the rest of the trail, but they weren't really putting it on black diamond. So how I looked at it is I want my first black diamond to be special. Like I want it to be on beautiful snow, like fresh. I want, I want my ski game to be where like way better than it is before I try black diamond. I definitely could have tried it and probably not died, but I was just like, I just want it to be special. You know what I mean? And I'm cool with doing the blues. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. It was fun. So we had a great time skiing snowboarding our group was very mixed it was just it was a phenomenal week and um a couple of the parents like juliana's mom and um jack's mom both made food and a bunch of parents sent down um like snacks and stuff like that for us but yeah they made dinners one night we had um chicken alfredo one night we had fajitas one night we had chili it was just, it was so, it was so awesome. And then the last night, I think it was Jordan's neighbors, the people that we rented the house from for free, they gave us like a $200 budget to get whatever food we wanted for dinner. They were like, it's on us. And we got Lido's pizza and we got like 50 wings and a bunch of pizza. And it was just, it was so awesome. So the food was smacking. The food was delicious. I cannot lie, but the trip itself was just so much fun. I mean, um, I mean, hell I'll start with, uh, so uh, I was the last one in the house. I, I pulled up last and when I, uh, like all the guys were sleeping in the basement and there was two rooms and one of them, one of the rooms was right when you get downstairs, down the staircase, it just, the room's right there. And there were two bunk beds in that. So four beds total. My hand was behind the microphone Four. okay. All it's all taken. Like they're, they're all taken. So I'm like, damn, do I got to sleep on the couch? So I take my bags and I go to the next room. It's a queen bed by itself with no one in there. And I was like, okay, yep, threw my bags down. This is mine. This is my private room. I don't have to share a room with anyone. Honestly, like I would have loved to share the room with the guys just because like no one would have slept. I mean, I'm not letting people go to bed if I'm in that room. Like I'm literally making jokes 24 seven until five in the morning. So it's probably better for everyone else that I wasn't in that room because no one would have gone to bed. But sleeping in my own bed was nice. I mean, um, 
it was just, it was, it was relaxing. I mean, I was able to get some work done if I needed to, I was able to just chill out. I mean, demolish food, however late I wanted to, I'm not making a lot of noise. I mean, I was making a lot of noise, but it was just to myself. You know, I mean, if I wanted to FaceTime someone, I was able to just go in my room, close the door and do it. So it was just, it was very nice. The overall, the trip was legendary. Huge shout out to everyone that went on the trip. It was so, so awesome. It was like a part two of, um, I remember uh, in one of my podcasts earlier this summer, I was talking about it when we went to uh, Gettysburg with Jack's family. It was like the same group, but like four more people. And that trip was legendary. But there were some things that happened on that trip that shall not be named that was just disappointing. And that stuff did not happen on this trip. So, they, I mean, it was just, it was, it was so awesome. They had a hot tub out, outside and uh, it was like negative 16 degrees. So going in the hot tub was beautiful. The lake was frozen over. At least there was like a thin layer of ice. I went out there. I went like two feet out to see how far I could make it without falling in. And I felt like I was going to fall in. So I turned back around and didn't go that far. Yeah. Great weekend. Great, great, great weekend. The vibes were legendary. The amount of money I spent was insane. I would do it again in a heartbeat, though. I mean, these are the memories you got to live for. I mean, sheesh, when you're in college, we're still young, going away with the with the homies for four days, skiing. I mean, like, massive house, beautiful house. And let me not forget. Let me, not, let me just not forget. We're in a cabin, all right? Obviously, cabins, a lot of wood, okay? We walk in this house, wood floors, wood cabinets, wood walls, um, antique, antiques on the wall that are made of wood. Everything in this house is wood, basically. I look at Jordan. I look at her square in the face. Jordan, there is no, this is like the first couple minutes I'm in this house. Jordan, there's no way I lose a bet in this house with all the wood. I'm just, I can literally knock anywhere in this house and I just unjinxed everything that just happened. I started off 6-0 and in this crib. Then I lost the bet. So I started with the parlay the first day because I got there on Sunday, and I did Redskins, Raiders, Packers. Redskins were the night game against the Eagles that night. They won. Okay, so the parlay, I'm 3-0 and on bets. Parlay hits. Next one, Pacers versus um, – oh, sheesh. It was Pacers versus Pelicans, Warriors versus Kings parlayed Warriors with the Pacers. Warriors won by a lot. Pacers were down by like nine with like a minute and a half left. And I shut my laptop off. I was kind of salt. I was like, damn, man, something about this house. I felt like this house had, I felt like I wasn't going to lose in this house. Turned the laptop off. I get an update on my phone, that little ESPN, that I look at it. Pacers down four with 30 seconds left or Pacers down five or something like that. I turn it back on. Pacers proceed to hit two threes, send it into overtime, one in overtime. I hit the parlay. I'm 5-0. and oh. I can't believe what just happened. Then the next game, we bet on the Nets. We took the, the plus four and a half against the Jazz. They beat the Jazz by like 40 or something like that. Dom and I were just rolling. I mean, the, the bet that lost, though, how I said I went 7-1, and one, the one bet that lost was the Clippers. It was uh, Clippers. I don't remember who they were playing, but they were a minus seven, and they lost by like three. It was a good game, but they lost, nevertheless. So that was my only loss. Costco and I were attacking cryptocurrency that weekend or this week or last week or whatever. During the trip, we got obsessed with crypto. I mean, I've always been big into crypto. I think he has too, but we hammered down on crypto. Like I put a lot of money into crypto and I finished the trip up 32% on crypto. So 
I, I covered basically all my costs on the trip just from uh, gambling. I mean, if you want to count, yeah, crypto's gambling, I would say. I mean, it's investing. I mean, come on. There's a, like a little bit of a difference. But at the end of the day, come on. That trip was honestly legendary, though. Huge shout out. Massive shout outs. You got to love to see it. I would love to go again, Jordan, if uh, maybe it's summer edition. I mean, lakes right there. They had kayaks outside right by the um, by the hot tub. And I'm one of the, mm, mm, I want to rip a kayak, but Frozone Lake, not a chance. Not that probably not a good idea. But yeah, I really want to go back in the summer just because like it was just so much fun. It was literally legendary. I love that trip so much. My stomach was dead though for like two days after the trip. Like I feel like I'm just now coming back into my own body uh, after because I just got back on Friday. I'm only been back for 72 hours, but yeah, I feel good. I feel real good actually. Yeah, great trip, phenomenal trip. I love everyone that went on that trip. There you go, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, now. Let's get into the fan questions. The fan questions. Let's get after it. Okay, first one. I had this question actually from a couple different people, but I'll just say the first person that asked it was Johnny Richardson. Shout out my boy Johnny Richardson. We went to Eagle Ridge together back in the day, and uh, now I think he goes to Tennessee. But this is a good question. I usually don't talk politics on my show just because – um, I don't really usually concern myself with politics too much. Like, I, I try to be somewhat knowledgeable on what's going on, but I just don't submerge myself probably as much as I maybe should just because I like to focus on myself and what I'm passionate about. And um, politics is not really something that I'm super passionate about. But uh, nevertheless, this is something that I feel like I should talk about. His question was, what are your thoughts on the Capitol getting stormed on Wednesday? Uh, I think it was a madness. I had no clue any of that stuff was going to happen. I don't think anyone knew the extent of that it was going to happen as well. I just wake up on Wednesday. Of course, like I said, I have a horrible sleep schedule. I wake up at like one o'clock. I'm the last one to get up at the cabin and I go upstairs and they have on the news and it's just the Capitol, just literally like thousands of people outside the Capitol. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, Oh dude, the Capitol's getting like stormed right now. And I was like, damn, like really? Like that's kind of surprising. Like that, that, that just doesn't seem likely. That does not seem like something that should be happening. So I did, I, I went back downstairs. I did a little bit of research, man. One thing I will say, regardless of what side you sit on, Trump lost. He has to accept that. Okay. It was the people spoke. It was a fair election and he lost. He lost. I don't know what else you want me to say. You cannot be a sore loser. You have to be humble in victory and you have to be humble in defeat in all aspects of your life, whether it's a sporting event or whether it's a U.S. election and you just lost. It does not matter. Accept your loss like a man. Tip your cap to the person that beat you and have a peaceful transfer of power. He's not doing any of that right now. I mean, he's never been really doing any of that, but he's not doing any of that, especially right now. He sounds like a lunatic. Now, when I went back and listened to his, his um, I don't know, not a press conference, but his, uh, his gathering before they stormed the Capitol, and he's like, we're going to march down there and all this stuff. Like, dude, relax. Like, what do you, I don't, I, I truthfully don't understand his, 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 his philosophy or his like ideology behind like some of the stuff that he says, he just sounds like a lunatic. And there's just, there's no, it's just, he's just, it's, it sounds like it's just, a, he's just being a sore loser. Like, I, I don't really know like how else to put it. Um, as far as the Capitol getting stormed, that is just unbelievable. I don't know how, 
I mean, obviously they weren't prepared. I mean, very obviously they weren't prepared for that, for a situation like that to happen, but I just don't know how you let that many people get that close or even get into the Capitol. Now, rest in peace to everyone that lost their life. Uh, that the condolences to them and their families, that is uh, extremely upsetting. But when something just catastrophic like that happens, it just, I just don't know. And, I, and there's this, there's, there's so much else like to unpack. Like if that was a different, if that was the Black Lives Matter protests, for instance, how would that have gone? Would it have been only four people died? No, I would say no. I would say it would have been a lot more aggressive in terms of um, the retaliation that law enforcement gives them. But since it was Trump supporters, um, I think they went a little bit softer on them, and that's not fair. I think everyone should be treated equally regardless of what protests you're going after or whatnot. It's just, it, it was extremely upsetting. It's, it's terrible. It's a terrible look for our country it's a terrible not just look i mean what does it really matter if how our country looks it's just i mean like it, it's just not good it's just not good for democracy it's just it's it's terrible i mean trump needs to get over it you lost he's not going to the um the inauguration i saw but pence is it's just i mean man what's going on like you're just you're just being a sore loser and you will now go down in history as just a as just a bad like I don't even know like just it's it's horrible like it's 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 terrible like humble and victory humble and defeat he's not either hate to see it um yeah I don't know it's just I had a lot of people ask that question so I felt like I should I should have brought it up hopefully I uh, I answered it in depth as much as I as I could have I just I just, I'm just really not that knowledgeable on on politics honestly like like I said I I I submerge myself as much as I want to but I'll never um overload myself because I'm obsessed with so many other things so I don't really um uh, want to spend a lot of my time learning about that type of stuff, but I'll always listen to people's opinions and I'll always, uh, um, when, I, when, if I'm in person, I'll talk about it as much as I want. But when I'm talking about it on camera, it's just like, I'd rather talk about sports. Like I'd rather talk about these, the, these other fan questions, but, um, that was a massive thing that happened in our country and it was very recent. So it, it is important to be talked about. Johnny, thank you very much for that question. Hope you're doing well, big dog. Okay. Which one should we get into next? Um, okay, my boy Patrick Reblin. Shout out Patrick. Went to um, Radford with him. He graduated like two years ago, though. We were in the same fraternity. He asked me, how would you escape the police in a car chase? I love this question. I love this question so much. Okay, how would I escape my uh, the police? We'll say I'm on, just for the sake of the story. I'm going to say I'm on a bike, okay? I'll say I'm on a Kawasaki Ninja that is zooming down Route 7 or something like that. Uh, or we can say a car, just a fast car. It doesn't really matter. Whatever it is, this is what I'm doing, okay? I zoom, I go, 150 miles an hour past the police, okay? They turn on their lights. I see them turn on their lights, okay? This is how I would escape them. I would wait. I would let them maybe catch up a little bit right? So, so they're like kind of tailing me. All right. Then I'm going like, I'd want them going like 120 miles an hour and I'm going like 125. Okay. So we're both going similar speeds. Okay. What I would do is I would ride the right lane right next to an exit. Okay. And you know how, when there's an exit, like before the exit, like as it's being as like, I can't really tell. Cause like, this is like, it's kind of backwards. So anyway, but uh, for, the, for the people watching on YouTube, I tried, I tried to explain it with my hands, but it didn't work out at all. Okay. What I would do is I would get really close to an exit and then I would act like I'm staying straight. But as soon as I get close to the, this is why I feel like being on a bike would be easier than doing it in a car. 
because I might die very, very quick if I'm in a car. I would wait until I get real close to the guard where, guardrail and I would cut it and take the exit. And hopefully he is so close and going so fast next to me that he doesn't have time to make that same turn. Like I'm saying, like I would, I'm willing to risk my life to make this turn on this exit, but I want to make, I want to sell it so much that I'm going straight. So I don't want to start to veer early or something like that. Like I literally want to be in the right lane near the exit, but just full head of steam forward and never look over. I feel like you give it away with your eyes. I mean, if you're going, if you're looking forward, but if you start to look right at that exit, the cop might be like, damn, this guy may, he might make a book to the right. So he might start to prepare for it, but maybe even look left, like give him a, give him a fake, like go fast, look left and then cut it right. And just take that exit. And like I said, try to, skim not actually but get very close to the guardrail because the closer you get to the guardrail the less likely he will be to be able to make that turn let's say he makes that turn any any and uh let's say it's nighttime or something like that i'm just turning off my lights i'm going i'm this is very dangerous but i'm going as fast as i can and i'm going dark i'm i zero dark 30 no lights on. That's the only way I really think you can get out of it. Because I mean, if you keep your lights on, he can just maybe see where you're going, but you cut them and you take as many turns as possible. You find neighborhoods, you turn here, you turn there, you act like this is your driveway. You do this, you do that. Never get out of your car. And um, let's hope you filled up at uh, the nearest Exxon before this, uh, before you got caught or before you uh, got chased. I love that question. I would love to be in a police chase, not actually, but I mean, I've done pretty well at call, in a Grand Theft Auto. Like I've gotten five stars so many times and uh, and overcame it. So uh, I think I would do well in a police chase, honestly. Um, I love that. I love that. I love those type of questions. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm saying I'm saying I, I get out of that police chase, especially if I'm on a on a bike. If I'm on a bike, like if I'm on Kyle's bike, it's a barbecue chicken wrap ranch on or buffalo chicken wrap with ranch on the side whatever side do you like with your buffalo chicken wraps okay um ben kling my boy ben uh thank you for that for that question patrick i love that type of question okay uh ben kling asked who is the nba goat man i feel like these are one of those questions that i can just talk about for hours i really feel like i can just go on and on and on i could make a whole show just about this but obviously it's very obvious that it is between michael jordan and lebron james i mean it depends on how you want to look at it i mean michael jordan has that killer dog mentality i mean he went six and oh in finals he just he, he was that guy that he's always taken the last shot regardless make or miss he wants it to fall on his shoulder similar to kobe bryant where he's just he's got that dog mentality and i'm not saying lebron doesn't but lebron is a team player first like he does whatever it takes for the team to win and, um, you know, like he's, he, 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 like earlier in his career, he would pass a lot at the end of the games. He wouldn't take the final shot. I mean, his record in the finals is not nearly as good, but he's gone to a lot more. I mean, Jordan is six and oh, and I think LeBron is like three and nine, maybe, or like three and eight. No, probably less than that. Probably like three and six, maybe. Or like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but he's been to a lot of finals Overall, though, I mean, the NBA GOAT. Now, when I break that down, greatest of all time, obviously, is what GOAT stands for. Who do I want to start a basketball team with? If I'm a general manager and I can draft one player, I'm going with LeBron just because, I mean, bro, he's so durable. Like, he's just – this guy has literally – he's been in the league for 19 years, and he's still the best player in the league. And he, he's showing no, sli- no signs of slowing down. Now, yeah, Jordan, he's, he's more of a winner, you could say. And – um. 
it's just it's one of those things like yeah George, i just i just think personally i may be biased too because i grew up watching lebron now if let's say i grew up let's say i'm 40 years old right now and when i was 20 michael jordan was dominating basketball while i'm alive i probably would say michael jordan just because that's that's just how it works usually it's hard to appreciate i mean these are like impressionable years in our life and um like when you're like 15 to like 25, like when you look like you look up to big athletes. So like, of course, LeBron is a massive role model for myself and probably a lot of other people. He's just a great guy. And I'm not saying Michael Jordan wasn't. I mean, watching the last dance in May was brilliant. I mean, I love the last dance. It gave me a whole new perspective on MJ's mentality and um, what they went through as a team during those uh, during that era. I mean, if you haven't seen the last dance, go watch it. But man, I mean, you asked the question, I have to answer it. Who is the NBA GOAT? LeBron James. They're going to win another championship either this year or next year. I think they go back to back. The thing is, is the closer. Wait, no, Le- LeBron has won four, right? Yeah, yeah, he's won four. He won two in Miami. Yeah, I said he won three a couple minutes ago. Yeah he, yeah, he won two in Miami, one in Cleveland. Yeah, so he's got four. Jordan's got six. If he wins one more, I think he, 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 he captures that GOAT status. He will always have a worse record, but damn. I mean, bro, how many championships are we going to give this guy before he, he's not considered the GOAT? or before it's an argument, like, I don't know. It would just always be an argument because MJ was the first of his kind. I mean, the shoe brand, the international presence, he was just that dude. And um, he still is. I mean, the last dance showed that he still has a massive uh, audience. So I don't know. I, I, that, that, that is just a, a topic that will always be discussed. And um, I don't know. I, I would love, I, I will do. Thank you very much for that question, Ben. I will definitely do a podcast at some point, just talking about that. And I'll, I'll bring in stats and I'll get people on the phone and I'll ask for their opinions and stuff. I think that'd be a, a good episode to do. Cause I feel like that's a, that's a real 50 50 answer for a lot of people, especially once you start getting into the older audience. Like if you ask uh, parents and I mean, a lot of people say MJ, but a lot of people our age say LeBron. So I don't know. It's a little bit different. Okay. Um, thanks for that question, Ben. Now we're going to get into, uh, let's see, which one should we get into? Okay. Juliana said, Juliana Savaro, shout out. She said, what is something positive that the pandemic brought you? I mean, the pandemic kind of brought me the podcast in a way, just because I was kind of doing it. I was doing it like once every couple of weeks at school. And then when the pandemic hit, I bought the microphone and that's, I literally started recording them heavy in March when the pandemic, like when we got sent home for spring break, that's when I really started to get after it and pump them out uh, like every six days. So uh, as far as that, I'd say the pandemic, but it definitely brought me closer to myself. And that might sound weird, but I learned a lot about myself because my parents, um, they're a little bit older. So they weren't, they weren't really uh, with me going out that often. So from March to, I would say to like March to June, I didn't really leave my house. I mean, so I, I, that's when I started challenging myself with the bike goals for people that Snapchat me. They know that I was out on the trail every single day, literally every single day. I'm not even kidding. It was crazy. So uh, yeah, I challenged myself a lot. I read a little bit. I, I don't read that much anymore, but I read some books back during the pandemic um, yeah, challenging myself with physical activity, mental activity. I mean, it's just one of those things that I, um, I learned a lot about myself. I learned what I, what I like, what I don't like, um, what I look for in other people as far as like when I'm making friends, um, how to treat people. Like I just learned uh, a lot um, 
like I said, more so about myself. So uh, hopefully I didn't sound like a selfish answer, but it's one of those things that like, when you're young, like we're still young, like 21, 20 years old, like we're still figuring out who we are and what we want to do with our life. And we're trying out different ideas and personalities and just we're trying to become comfortable with ourselves and I feel like this year was I, I really discovered like who I am and what I want to do with my life not necessarily that like this is one thing I want to do with the rest of my life but it's like I know I want to go down this route and I want to lead this way of this like you know what I mean I want to I don't know it's hard to explain I should have uh, probably written down some thoughts with that question because that, that's a loaded question I love that type of question Juliana but um, yeah, I would just say if you're someone that's struggling with finding out who you are, just take a break. Just take a break from everything. Like I'm not saying you need to delete social media and stuff, but that that's that type of that type of stuff can really weigh down on you when you um, when you're not doing much and you look and you see this person or this person is constantly looking like they're having a great time. Like social media is nothing. Like social media is literally like a a glowed up version of what your life actually is. I mean, look at you edit the picture, you get the good caption, you, you take this angle, you want to put this out, you you took 10 pictures, but this one looked the best. And this is the one you think is going to get the most likes. Like none of that stuff matters, like straight up, like when you go to bed, that doesn't matter. When you're, God forbid, when you're on your deathbed, that doesn't matter. Like you're not going to worry about how many likes did I get on that picture uh, in fifth grade when uh, I was at the beach? No one cares. Like take a break from social media. Like that stuff just doesn't matter. That stuff is detrimental to your success. It can be. Now you can, you can, it can also work towards you though. I mean, like social media can make you a happier person if you choose to be, if you limit how much time you spend on it, if you if you get your your algorithm right, like like my TikTok's fire. I mean, come on, my TikTok is like, I, I, I never have a bad time on TikTok. Like I go on there, I get funny sports content. I get, um, you know, a little bit of this. I get, and uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, just it's, it's a great time. I love going on TikTok. I, I slept on TikTok for a while, but that's one of the apps that I just don't get sick of. Same with Snapchat. Cause I just like keeping up with like, what everyone's up to like you know what i mean like it's just not that i really care that much but it's like oh like this person's on vacation like hope you have a good trip man like you know what i mean just quick little like good luck to you or like i don't know it's just snapchat and tiktok I, I enjoy a lot but instagram i don't really go on that much anymore um twitter i just go on for my news youtube if you want to count youtube as a social media that is disgusting how how much i'm on youtube i mean like seriously like i i spend so many hours a day on youtube it's violent i don't know if this is even relative i feel like i just took this question and went off off offshore with it but juliana thank you very much for that question um if anyone's going through anything man please reach out uh i always love giving people um advice or just if you just want to vent to me and you just want to like just talk about something or just just I don't know. I'm, I'm always here for anyone that's listening, whether I know you or not reach out and I will always try my, my hardest to give you um, the best uh, advice or even like I said, if, if you don't want advice and you just want someone to talk to, like I'm just I'm, I, I can listen. Honestly, I talk a lot, but I can listen. I, I can I can try. OK, shout out Juliana. Go skins. Huge skins fan. Sorry, I couldn't uh, slide through for the game. She had some people over for the game and she was saying, can you watch it or like slide through and watch it? But um, I was watching it with my old man. And um, yeah, her parents are her parents are legendary. Shout out Sue, shout out Sue, and shout out Frank the Tank. I've known them. I mean, Juliana went to St. Teresa. We went to St. Teresa together. I've known her since like four years old, and she was on the trip with us. Her mom makes good fajitas. Let's not lie, Sue. If you're listening, you make phenomenal fajitas. Keep it up. I love it. Okay. Um, next question. My boy Jake Jones. He asked, "Is it okay to drink plain milk?" I mean, it's okay to do whatever you want for sure, but 
Yeah, I'm saying yeah. So I think how that's the, that's how he worded the question. I think what he meant though is, no, I'm sorry if, if this isn't how you meant it, but is it okay to just go downstairs and pour a glass of milk and nothing else, just drink it? Yeah, I mean for sure, I think so. People might hear that and be like, oh, like nah, man, you need to get some cereal, you need to get some cookies or something like that. Man, I think milk is good, especially at night. I don't know why, but milk tastes better at night. I I am a massive cereal guy. I love Frosted Flakes are probably my favorite. Excuse me. A little coffee break right there. Oh, the coffee's getting cold. Might as well put some ice in there. Need an ice check. Yeah, milk is definitely okay to drink plain. I wonder what type of milk everyone's digging, though. I wish I could just throw out a poll real quick. Um, I like, usually when I'm back at school, I'll drink whole milk just because I don't know why. But when I'm back here, my dad usually buys 2%. So I, I like both. I think they're both pretty pretty similar. Now, so, um, my sister used to drink um, like the fat-free milk. And every now and then I, I'd get some of that. Nah, that stuff is water, man. Like that's literally like 40% water. Not a fan of that. But uh, yeah, whole milk, 2% milk. Not a fan of almond milk. Um, I don't really know if there's any other types of milk out there. There probably is. I just can't think of them. But yeah, man, for sure, it's okay to go downstairs and pour yourself a glass of milk. People might hear this and be like, ugh, but I don't care, man. I mean, go on Like, I mean, milk is milk. Leche is leche. Donde esta la leche? Shout out, Jake. Keep it rolling, man. I see you with the with the Instagram accounts. Um, I can't wait to see your podcast come out. I know when I did the one with you, you were talking about um, get it out soon. So hopefully we can see some content on the way. But um, yeah, he's got the clothing line um he's just i mean guys guys a huge supporter of uh content creators and that's why i always support him doing that episode with him was legendary i think that was episode 37 37 i think so check that one out if you haven't checked it out guys guys are legend um yeah shout out jake for that question man love to see it okay um dirty nikes on ig he slid up uh he didn't have a name and his name is just dirty nikes it said he was a producer though that's what his like label was so i uh, don't know what that means but shout out you for this question because i love boxing what are your thoughts on ryan garcia versus javante davis if you don't know these are two young boxers javante davis fought on halloween and got a nasty uppercut knockout he slipped and went boop and got him with the uppercut he was chasing that uppercut all night he got the knockout though ryan garcia just fought on january 2nd against luke campbell he was projected to beat the breaks off luke campbell but in the second round luke campbell throws he literally just i think he went jab because he's a southpaw he went jab with the right hand but he barely threw it he kind of like snap jabbed it threw it back put the right hand covered up and just blew up into a overhand left and landed right on Garcia's jaw and knocked him down. That was the first knockdown of Garcia's career. He got right back up though and uh, proceeded to finish Luke Campbell with a body shot, I think in the seventh round. So, I mean, the young kid, I mean, Garcia was only 22 years old. I think Luke Campbell was 30 or 31. So he had some age and experience on him. But Garcia showed, man, that he's resilient, that he's got that dog in him because every other fight he gets a knockout pretty early. So this was his first time that he had to go through adversity. I mean, he got knocked down for like, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that's a big deal. I mean, like when you get knocked down in boxing, especially not on a body shot and it's flush on your jaw, you're rocked. I mean, you're stunned. So he was able to stay composed and come back and eventually finish Luke Campbell, which is impressive. So, but as far as uh, Garcia versus Javante Davis, both guys are undefeated. Uh, both young. Javante Davis is four years older than him. Uh, that fight will be for the title. I'm taking Javante Davis, man. I mean, he's a he's a dog. And um, Luke Campbell showed that 
Garcia will fold if you hit him hard enough. I mean, obviously, uh, Garcia will learn a lot from that that punch. It may not expose himself to a massive punch, but all it takes is one. And when you're fighting someone like Devontae Davis, he hits so much harder than Luke Campbell. It's not even funny. So if he lands that shot on Ryan Garcia, even if it doesn't knock him out, but it knocks him down, it's going to be a different fight because he's going to, he's going to see what Luke did and correct it. And he's going to maybe stay more composed, maybe go body, like go down to the body. I don't know. Like, I just think Javante Davis will take that fight. I don't know what the odds are. I'm sure they already have odds out for it, even though it's not official, but I would take Javante Davis in that fight. And then uh, we'll get to see Javante Davis versus Devin Haney. And that is the fight. I think the people need to see the most because that's just a big fight for boxing, but we got to get through Garcia Davis first. Javante Davis is from Baltimore too. So, I mean, kind of local if you're asking me. So yeah, I'm taking Javante Davis in that fight. Shout out dirty Nikes for that question. I love boxing or fighting related questions. Okay. um, My man, Benji, he asked what chapter of your life are you currently in? I would say the first chapter, maybe the second. I don't know. I mean, I would say the second just because I don't know how like that's a good that's a, that's a very like unpack it however you want type of question. Um, I would say the first chapter of my life was uh, probably like middle school and high school where I'm just like a menace. Like I am just like the first chapter of my book, you would be like, damn, like this kid was a psycho. Like, honestly, like now I never got in any, like I not in legal trouble or like I was doing like all sorts of like crazy stuff, but I was just like off the rails, man. If, if, if that makes, I mean, if you were friends with me, you definitely know, like I've, I've simmered down a lot. Like I have, I'm still like, I'm still that guy, but like, I, like when I, when I want to, sh- when I want to bring it out, I do. But like that guy was coming out like every other day. Like I was just, I was just a menace. Like I was just making jokes all the time. Like I love making jokes, but like just being an all around savage. And so I've definitely toned it down. So I would say that's the first chapter of my book, but now uh, currently I would say I'm in that, that, um, that early stage of um, grinding, I would say. I mean, like I have ideas of what I want to do with my life, but now it's like, how can I, position myself to um attack that route or um achieve what i want to achieve it's really just like i'm someone about pace like that's why i don't really like i only put out content when i want to but like i know that like if i attacked certain people and wanted to get big time interviews like i could i it's just i just i just don't watch that i'm someone that's like really slow and steady because i don't want to burn myself out like i just want to do what i want to do at the pace i want to do it at and uh as long as i stay true to myself I won't lose. Like I, I can't like, I, and I don't mean to sound cocky when I say that, but it's like, if I know what I want to do with my life, anything is possible straight up. And uh, it's just about pacing yourself and knowing that great things take time. And that is honestly some of the best advice I could give to someone is just nothing is going to happen overnight, whether it's getting over uh, something that went wrong in your life or anything. It's like, Great things take time and uh, you need to struggle to understand how great something can be. I mean, um, I think it was uh, 50 cent. He was like, without joy or without pain, joy wouldn't feel as good. Or something. I don't know. It's a weird lines like that, but it's like, it's like, if you break it down, like it's kind of true, like without struggle, like you don't really know how low you can get and um, the highs don't feel the same. And I know that's cliche, but it's, it's true. So uh, just, yeah. What chapter of my life am I in? Damn. Uh, Benji's getting deep with this question. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say chapter two, man. I would say chapter one, this guy's crazy. And, uh, chapter two, this guy is, uh, 
he's he's got something to him i would say that that would be that would, that would be uh the the title of uh chapter two would be uh something to him i don't know it's kind of weird but yeah it's just one of those things that um know what you well, know what you like 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 don't this might sound cliche as, as like something else but don't uh don't let someone dictate your life like don't think just because your dad or your mom did this uh job that you need to go down the same path or if they majored in this or you need to take this major because you make the most amount of money out of college forget all that because you'll get better at something that you care about so let's say you love um oh man like you love weight training all right you want to be a weight trainer yeah, that might not, might that might not make you a lot of money out of college, but you'll get better at it if that's something that you are passionate about every day you wake up. Like if you wake up every day and you're excited to go to Golds and train people, you're going to get better at your job and you're going to be more eager to learn about that job field. Whereas if you don't give two shits about um uh I don't know, like uh numbers and you're a finance major, and you you're about to be an accountant or something like that. I don't know. Like you're not going to be eager to wake up. You're going to dread your life. You're going to not want to go to work. You're not going to want to learn more about that, that job per se. So that's why I would say just focus like at a young age, try to discover now give a bunch of things, different tries. And um, so, so, you, so, 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 you know, but, but try to really pinpoint what you're passionate about in your life and get after it, whether it's politics or whether it's uh, podcasting or content creating or um, it doesn't matter, but just try to become passionate about uh, one or multiple things and, um, and don't lose sight of what you want to do. Like don't judgment doesn't matter. Don't be, don't be scared of anything. Don't be like, just get after it, man. Like, I don't know, like just, it, what does all this stuff matter? Like at the end of the day, a lot of the people that we were friends with now might not mean a lot. And that's might be sad, sad to say, because I, I mean, I'll be close to a lot of people that I'm friends with now, but it's like these, these people don't matter. Like, honestly, like they're just, they're, they're a part of our life. They're a part of our story that we'll be able to look back on, but that doesn't mean they'll have a massive impact in our life. So don't, don't, don't be swayed into a certain category or a certain um, something. Dude, the GM is buzzing again, man. Jeez. Eagles just fired their coach. That's kind of surprising because they won the Super Bowl like two years ago with him. Okay, Benji, I love that question, man. Uh, I can't wait to uh, to keep rolling, man. I, I ask me that question in a couple more years, and we'll see what chapter of my life I'm on. Uh, that kid, that kid's let's be let's be real. That kid is putting on weight in the gym, man. I mean, when we started school, he was like this this year in August. I want to say he was like 165. Now he's like pushing 200. I mean, he's I saw him the other day on his Instagram. He's repping like 225 on bench. Like, dude, that's crazy. Like, that's honestly impressive, man. Good for Benji. That guy, he's someone that uh he 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 can he's capable of doing whatever he wants. He just needs to be focused on it and um no distractions i mean girls are sometimes a distraction for my man benji and uh, same with my roommate adam but it's one of those people like i just love those guys but those those are two guys that they can literally do anything with their life like they are they are very smart intelligent people and they just need to focus now i'm not saying they don't focus but it's like whatever they decide that they want to do in their life the sooner the better because those guys are animals and uh that's why i'm that's why i'm close with them that's why i live with them uh can't wait to go back and see them i go back to school in a week and i'll go back and see them so uh, I'm, I'm pumped to get back to school and uh, just be in a different atmosphere. I mean, I love being at home in Nova, but like I said, I didn't have the car until two days ago. So I wasn't really doing that much. So um, yeah, just being back at school, it's just a different vibe. It is, it is a much different vibe. Okay. Um, thanks for that question, Benji. Good question. All right. Last question is um, 
what are your thoughts on Juju Smith dancing before the games? Sam Rubino asked that question. Shout out Sam Rubino. Uh, dude, Dom was actually telling me, Sam, that, um, that, that you would always go up to him or that you still go up to him. And you, you like reference that, that TikTok where you're like, you're trash, you're dog water. Like you, you have no income or I, I don't even know all the words. Sam, keep chirping Dom. Dom needs to be chirped more. That's the weirdest guy in the world. It's Dom Rubino. Love the guy so much. Another one of my long-term friends since I've known since like four years old. But Sam, keep being a legend and keep chirping Dom. But as far as your question goes, what are your thoughts on Juju dancing before the games? I mean, damn, he was doing it all season. It was just one of those things where no one really noticed until they started to lose. Like he was dancing. He danced like six times before they lost to the Redskins. But uh, so people don't really start paying attention. I mean, it's 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 all fun and games. With when you're winning, you can do anything in life. Like in especially in the NFL, when you're winning, you can quite literally do anything because you're winning. And what are you going to say to a winner? Like if you don't want a winner to do something, beat them. If not, don't talk about what they do. But when they started to lose, that's when people took notice to, hey man, this guy's doing TikToks, and people will always be quick to to kick a to kick a, a loser when they're down. And I don't necessarily agree with that, but. I mean, dancing, that's just his thing. I mean, this guy has a YouTube channel. He's had a YouTube channel for many years. He does TikToks. Now, when you lose multiple games in a row and you're still doing it, that's where I don't understand it. Like, that's why I just don't understand. Like, look, you lost to the Redskins. Okay. You go to Buffalo the next week and you dance on their logo. There's literally video of Josh Allen in the locker room with the team before the game. And they're like, getting ready to chant and like do some stuff. And he's like, we're going to let them make all the mother effing TikToks They want, let them do all the dancing. We're here to be violent and we're here to play football. Let's go beat their ass. I love that. Like as a sports fan, I love that because look, you lose once you do. Okay. But when you've lost multiple games in a row and you're still out there dancing on logos, your mind isn't right like, or not right. It's, it's your mind is not where it should be. Like you should be fired up for this game. Not an hour before the game doing a dance and figuring out like, bro, this is the NFL, man. I mean, like, obviously I understand it's, it's, uh, it's all, it's all for content and he's trying to be fun with it. And, uh, but it's just one of those things like when you're, when you're winning, you can do what you want, but when you're losing people will recognize that very quickly. And, uh, I mean, dude, he got blown up against the Bengals. Now last night I put out a meme during the game when the, when they were up 28 to zero in the first quarter, I put out a meme that was, uh, it was kind of funny. It was Juju Smith getting poked by a stick. It was like a stick figure poking him. And Juju Smith is like face down, knocked out on the field. And he's like, come on, dance, dude. It was a great Snapchat. I cannot lie, but I felt bad because it blew up. Like it was within two hours. It was my most screenshotted Snapchat ever. That, that joint had 11 screenshots in an hour. And I'm not saying that's a lot. I mean, I know that's not a lot, but like, for a Snapchat of a meme of a team that's playing right now that not many people are fans of, I was like, okay, I've done my deed. I got to get this off my account. So I deleted it off mine just because like they lost the game and there's no need to keep it up. And I don't want to be that guy that, like I said, kicks the loser when they're down, but damn, I mean that, that meme got reposted a lot of places. So I'm proud of myself for that. But um, man, yeah, Juju, I would like to see him leave the, I think the Steelers are going to blow up honestly this year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Tomlin uh, leaves them. I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Roethlisberger retires. I wouldn't be surprised if Juju Smith goes somewhere else. They had a good run, man. I mean, 11 and 0. There's nothing to be ashamed of of 11 and 0, but 11 and 0 into a 1 and 5 record. I keep coming back, man. The Redskins, what did the Redskins do when they beat them, bro? They pressed up. They 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 exposed 
the um, aggression that you can that you can play them with. Like a lot of teams would sag off and the the um the, the Steelers earlier in the season would throw a little dump routes, dump routes. But the Redskins were the first team to press up and try to penetrate the quarterback and press up on the receivers. So what the problem with that is is you can you're you're susceptible to deep balls. But they couldn't they couldn't do anything. And that's exactly what the Bills did next week. They pressed up and played aggressive on defense. The Bengals next week pressed up, played aggressive on defense. Browns pressed up played against like it's just one of those things that like they just got exposed from to a certain style of defensive play and uh and they just never really came back so sam i love that question juju i mean it's that's my guy man i mean like i like him man like i can't lie like i like juju smith i've been following him on snapchat and um youtube and instagram for like two years i mean i was a fan of him at usc so i'm a fan of juju smith schuster it's just i just uh just Man, some Steelers fans. I mean, like they were just getting too too amped up about this season. So um, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. They would have lost to the Chiefs. It doesn't matter. Whoever whoever won that game is losing to the Chiefs. So it's basically just delaying the inevitable. But Sam, shout out you for that question. Like I said, please chirp down, man. Just just chirp the guy. Okay. Last segment is uh, stock slash crypto talk. I gotta get my phone out because when I made this outline last night. Bitcoin was doing well. It was up 120% in the last month, 260% in the last three months, and 420% in the last year. They have a lot of institutional investors that are now coming in because prior to this year or prior to the last couple of months, a lot of Bitcoin um, uh, investors are just people like for say like like they're just people with a lot of money that are coming in but now we got companies we got massive institutional investors that are funneling billions of dollars like they'll like they'll put in like one or two percent of their company into bitcoin but these companies are so massive that one or two percent of their company is billions of dollars and bitcoin is just driven really off speculation so when you see this in bitcoin you have so many people what is that what's that Oh, something was on my glass. Has that always been on my glasses? Is that has that always been there this entire episode? Is that that's the ring light, dude? That may have been there the entire like two hours. I'm just now noticing that. That looks kind of weird. I'm gonna take them off, dude. That looks weird. I don't I don't like that. It's, that may have been there the entire episode. That's kind of weird. It's like a little bullseye on my eye. I'm just now noticing that. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of institutional investors have just come in recently, and that's just pump uh pumping the price up. But I woke up this morning and my account is in the red and I'm very confused. And that's because Bitcoin took a beating. Bitcoin is down to $31,000 right now. They're down 10% today. Dude, they were at $41,000 yesterday. And now they're at $31,000. That's horrible. I sold out a little bit. I didn't sell out fully, but I sold out like half my investment last night at like $36,000. So I still made money because my average price of Bitcoin right now is um 200 and, or no no $28,000. I own it at $28,000. So I'm still I'm st- right now I'm up 9%, but I might actually sell later today if it keeps taking a dip. I'm going to put in a stop loss. Um Ethereum that is down to 970. I don't know, it's just like it's I mean, I knew it was a little bit of a bubble because I mean like obviously the institutional investors come in and it funnels it up, but like Dude, it went up like 100 and what was I say? 120% in the last month. Like that's a massive jump. And um, you got to wonder what percent of that was a bubble. So obviously it it deserves to go up a decent amount, but 120%, 130%, like that's a big jump. And um, uh, there's not a, a lot of information behind that. So 
yeah, I, I thought it was a little bit of a bubble, but uh, I was not expecting it to drop 12% in one day or 11% in one day. So we'll see if it comes back. But I mean, Bitcoin is definitely the future. I mean, it's one of those things that if you just look at it every five years, like if you go to 2009, to 2014, to 2019, to what it will be in 2024, it's just steadily increasing. Not even steadily. It's taking massive leaps, actually, now that I say it. So it's like, get in now. But like, I'm not saying get in now if you want to make money in a month. Like, I'm not saying I don't recommend that. It could happen, but I don't know. I don't recommend that. But if you put in $500, I'm not like, that's a lot of money. But if you put in $500 in Bitcoin right now, talk to me in 2025. Tell me what it's at in 2025, because I damn near guarantee you, you will have at least double your money, at minimum double your money. So patience. Like I said, with Benji's question, good thing, great things take time, just like investments, great things take time, be patient. And uh, don't look at it every day, especially because crypto, tr crypto trades 24 seven, just be patient with your investments, guys. I mean, like, come on, like you'll make money, but just relax. Capital R, relax, cool the jets. Um, yeah, altcoins, alternative coins. That's what alt Oh, no, the microphone's starting to fall again. Yeah, altcoins are taking a nice little dip as well just because bitcoin is um yeah this microphone is gonna fall this is bad this is bad okay anyway uh we don't have too much left on this podcast uh yeah bitcoin man keep an eye on it now penn national gaming this is the stock i will recommend to you guys for today uh they purchased barstool on january 29 2020 they are up over two thousand percent since march that is crazy two thousand percent let me go to it real quick. It's up seven and a half percent today. Look at it. If you're on YouTube, you can see it. It's over a hundred dollars a share. Okay. You go to its last year and you go to March. I don't know if you can see this. Okay. I can't, I can't, I can't do it and watch, but I'll just tell you. $7 in March. That's crazy. I mean, come on. And it was even low. Or no, no, that was five year. Sorry. Excuse my French. $4.52 on March 18th, 2020. $4.52. It is $100.96 right now. That's crazy. That's honestly nuts. And the thing is, is I still don't think it's done. Now, obviously, we, we have missed or some of you guys have missed the massive jump that it took, but it's not done, dude. I mean, Barstool is massive and they want to be the forefront leaders of gambling in the United States. They came out with Barstool Sportsbook. Gambling, sports gambling is only legal in like a handful of states. When that gets legalized across the country, that's what Barstool is going to switch into. Like there'll be Barstool Sports, but Barstool Sportsbook is going to be massive for them. And Penn National Gaming realized it. That's why they purchased them for $400 million or however much it was. It's just one of those things that like, just be smart, invest and be patient. I'm telling you, it's a hundred dollars a share. It will be massive in a couple of years. It might be $700 a share in a couple of years. So just get after it now. Now they do fluctuate a lot. So maybe, um, I mean, yeah, like if you want to get it now, but uh, it's one of those, like, it'll be up 7%, down 4%, up 3%, down 9%. It, it jumps a lot. I can't lie. So if you, if you are a risky person and you think it's going to take a dip and you want to wait and you want to try to time it, wait. But if you're just someone that you just want to get it just so you have it and you want to be patient with it and not look at it for a couple of years, get it now. What does it matter? Because it's $100 now, it'll be over $100 in a couple of years. So get your money, get your bread right while you can. 
And um, yeah, good luck to all investors. Shout out the stock market. Shout out cryptocurrency. Shout out sports betting. I love this stuff. I've been playing a lot of blackjack on my phone. I like I'm becoming obsessed with blackjack. When I was at Vegas, when I was in Vegas, I played craps and um, I played a little bit of blackjack, but I did a lot of roulette. If I was to go back or next time I go back, I'm just going to play blackjack for the majority of the time. Blackjack is addicting, dude. Like this, this, this game, I actually like need to put it down. It is so much fun. Okay. Wrap up. That's done with the sports talk, but now we're going to wrap it up. My, it's like the advice of the week, but I'm holding it right here. It's like the advice of the week, but it's not really. Um, I would just say, you don't have to do this, but track, track your life in a journal or a notebook or something like, not necessarily like you have to like track your life, but it helps you stay organized. Like when you're at school, I don't know if people have planners, but like they write down, I got a test on this day. I got a study on this day. I got, uh, uh, I'm doing this. Uh, I got a club meeting on this day or something like that. And you write it down. Now, another thing is, yeah, you want to write down your schedule. You can do that in the notes on your phone. But something about, for me, something about writing down your goals and aspirations and what you want to achieve in a given year, writing it down is very, um, I don't know. It's just something I've enjoyed doing. This is, I got this in December of 2019. It's called an, an enlightenment planner. Okay. I'll open it. First off, I literally used it every single day this year. I wrote in it every single day. I made sure before I went to bed, I would write in it and I'd write about my day. And the thing is, is um, I'll just show you what it looks like. So at the start of the week, you got a goals page and you just write down your goals. Now I would write down my goals on the opposite page on at the start of a month. So I'll show you what that looks like. I probably should have. Okay, look. So this is September, 2020. Okay. So what it says is, monthly goals, things to let go and sustainable goals. I don't know. At the start of every month, you just write down what you want to achieve in that month. Okay. And then you have your calendar throughout the, throughout the week. Okay. And that's where you write about your daily stuff at the bottom of the page. It's your acts of kindness. If you did anything kind that stood out to you, I wouldn't write about that every week, but sometimes I would be like, Oh yeah, I met this guy and this guy, uh, I didn't have my swipe and he swiped into the building for me. You know, that's just like a random act of kindness that I appreciated. Okay. Weekly affirmation. This one says, don't be a bitch. I guess I was being a bitch this week. I don't know. But that was just my weekly affirmation myself was don't be soft. Um, hopefully I listened to it, honestly. I mean, I would say I did because the next week I proceeded to write a lot. So these, these are just like, I just, I just enjoy this stuff. But then at the end of the month, that was at the beginning of the month, but then at the end of the month, it's a look back at the month. And it's your biggest accomplishment, uh, how daily meditation changed the way you feel, even though I didn't meditate every single day. I haven't really meditated in a while, honestly. I used to meditate a little bit in high school, but that was just like when I was like, a menace and i was like trying to get out of that so like i probably should get into it now but i just feel like i'm in a groove and uh i don't necessarily need to every now and then i will just because it's like very calming but it's something that i do when i i, I need change in my life and uh, i don't necessarily think i need a lot of change right now i think i just need to uh put my foot down and keep going with what i'm doing but um shout out yeah shout out that type of stuff though meditating uh yoga these are things that might sound weird but who cares who cares if it makes me feel better i'm gonna do it as i recommend everyone else should okay um yeah you got your achievements and stuff anyway i love this i like i love it you know what i mean i'm gonna have this for life and it's also very easy to look back and remember like if you have a specific day you're like dude what did i do on let me just open up a random page april 21st 2020 uh, yeah, I edited a pod, I edited the, um, a podcast montage. I did homework. Uh, I went to the gym. I hit chest. Um, 
I don't know. I wrote about some other stuff that I can't really say, but um, yeah, I mean, I just love this. So now this is a part of my life and I'm going to put it in a safe that I have with a bunch of other treasured memories. And that's just something cool. But this year I got this, this is a little bit different. That's called the enlightenment planner for 2020. This is called the wise planner. And this is not cheap. Honestly, it was like $30 on Amazon. These things are dummy expensive for no reason, but in th that was a full year. That's 12 months. This is only six months and it's a little bit thicker. So it's a lot more in depth. So I'm going to have to buy another one. I'm starting it on February 1st because it, 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 it doesn't, it's not from January to uh, June. It is just six months that are open whenever you want to start it. So if you want to start it today on January 11th, it would just max out on June 11th or something. You just buy another one, but I'm just waiting to, um, get ready on February 1st. And that's when I'm starting. But this one is intense. I mean, you got, you got your goals and stuff with that one, but this is just like on steroids. Like this is like the steroid version of it. It's like achievement. I'll just open a random page achievements uh, slash wins this week, lessons learned things to improve uh, this week's targets. Um, and that's, they got that for every week. And then there's also a, a place to write about uh, everything that you do in a day. Like, cause I like writing about my days. There's, um, oh dude, your habit tracker, kind of weird, but kind of sick. You just track your habits and you rate them on a scale of one to 20 or one to 31 each day. And, um, or no, 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 sorry. You don't rate it. You do it how many times you did it. So let's say uh, biting your nails. I don't bite my nails, but let's say you bite your nails. You would put biting nails. How many times that week did you bite your nails? You, you put an X. So then you track how many times you, you did that habit. Okay. It could be good habits or bad habits. You know, it could be like uh, going on a work or going on a run. Okay. Going on a run. How many times did I go on a run in a month? You know what I mean? X it out. So I just, I just enjoy this stuff because it's something cool to look back on. It helps me remember because sometimes I don't have the best memory. So like sometimes going back and like looking and being like, oh yeah, that's what I did on this day or um, um, yeah, like that was a bad habit that I'm happy I was able to get over with sooner than later. And I, like I said, it's just me. I don't say, I'm not saying everyone needs to go get one of these and write about your days and stuff, but it's just, it helps me. And um, that's really just uh, important. And it gives me something to do at the end of the day. Like I always enjoy writing about my day at the end of the day and just looking back. And then, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it, it is cool. Like I just, it's something that I'm definitely going to keep doing for the rest of my life. I wish I had started it earlier, but uh, last year was my first year doing it and I stuck by it. I mean, if you were with me, if I was ever sleeping, like we had a sleepover, like we were on vacation together or something, you probably saw me writing it. So um, yeah, I love it. I bring it everywhere I go. If I'm sleeping out, I'll bring it. When I went on vacation this week, I brought it. I don't, I bring it everywhere. So um, yeah, that is something that I'd recommend. It's just, it's just nice having um, your goals, written down in front of you like of course you can tell yourself like hey i'm gonna do this i want to work on this but it might slip your mind you know what i mean like you got we think about a lot of stuff in a given day so it's easy to just push something back uh outside of your your brain but like i have a big bulletin board right in my room i have a bulletin board in my room at school these are just things that i like to have like i just i just like writing about what I want to do in a week in a month in a year with my life goals aspirations challenges um like th these are just stuff that are important to me because it just makes me a better person. And um, I don't know, like I said, if, if, if this is something that interests you, give it a try. I mean, uh, it, it, it has helped me a lot this year and uh, it's just made me a, a happier person, I would say. So uh, yeah, it's called the wise planner. The enlightenment planner was a good one to start with. I would say the wise planner looks kind of sophisticated. It's kind of like on steroids, if I must say enlightenment planner. Get that. Honestly, that, that's a great thing or wise planner doesn't really matter. But yeah, it just it helps you track your life. And um, that's that's basically it, man. 
I have no clue how long we ran for. I literally have no clue. This is going to be something to edit later, um, but it will be out tomorrow. It will be out on January 12th, whenever you're listening to this. But uh, yeah, so today we talked about sports. We talked about the NFL wildcard, college football championship, the UFC. I did. I gave a life update with my fantasy football league, getting my car back. Again, shout out to my mom, my grandfather, mucho love to you guys. Uh, my ski trip, I answered some great fan questions. Shout out everyone that swiped up and sent in questions. Hopefully I answered everyone's. Let me just go on Instagram real quick and see if anyone added something later or, or submitted one. Yeah, so I had it. Yeah, I had a couple, but I'll get to those when I do um, the fourth one. I'll just screenshot these. But yeah, uh, shout out, shout out uh, people that sent in questions. Uh, I really enjoy answering these. Uh, I talked about the crypto slash stock market. And then I talked about the journals. And um, man, that was it. Uh, this was a great episode. The coffee helped me out, even though it got kind of cold. Excuse me. I've been burping a lot. I'm about to go to the gym. I got back today at the gym. I hit chest yesterday. I'm getting back into a nice little groove. I'm starting my creatine cycle on February 1st. February 1st is going to be a big, a big, um, uh, transition day. I guess you could say like, I'm still like, like loafing a lot. You know what I mean? Like sleep schedule is kind of messed up, kind of just like dragging. But, uh, February 1st, that's when I start my cut for working out. That's when I start my cycle for, um, I shouldn't say cycle. It sounds like I'm taking steroids for creatine and my, uh, other, uh, stuff that I take. Like I take like um, omega threes. And so I usually take that stuff year round, but I haven't bought it because the brand that I buy sports research is, um, I just don't have the funds necessarily for it right now. I'm looking at it right now, but it's an empty bottle. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this is just a phenomenal episode. Uh, I, I like doing these solo ones. I think you guys like, and like listening to them. Cause I've heard from some people on the last one that I did, that it was one of the most comfortable episodes that I've ever done. I mean, dude, it's hard not to be comfortable when you are by yourself in your room talking to no one but a but a camera but a screen or something like that i don't know, you just get lost in the sauce um it's one of those things uh yeah mcgregor will be dustin poirier i'm looking at that right now that's something that's guaranteed to happen for sure put your money on that okay um but yeah guys thank you very much for listening or watching whichever one you guys did please like comment and subscribe share this episode with your friends and family if you enjoyed it let me know if you guys uh like the um the time marks or like the time shots. I think I'm going to keep doing it regardless, even if I don't get a good feedback on it. Cause it just helps me know what topic I'm talking about. And that's when I, when I have like the, 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 the other page of, or it's sometimes in the description too, or it's always in the description where it just, you click on it. It takes you right to that time of the podcast where, if, where like I'm talking about fan questions. It will take you right to that time. I just think it's easier and it helps people. It's almost like making clips in a way. It's kind of just like you go right to it. It takes you right there. But yeah, guys, um, Please follow me on all my social medias. They are below in the description. Also follow me on TikTok at Mike M Show. I got some TikToks in my drafts that I made, but so far I've just posted podcast content, but I'm going to start posting some other content on there. So stay tuned for that. That's coming. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys had a great start to 2021. I hope you guys had a great Christmas because I, I didn't do a podcast since then. So yeah, I hope Christmas was good. I hope winter break just as a whole was very, uh, I hope you guys got everything done that you wanted to do. Um, got to hang out with people that you wanted to see from other schools or your family or whatnot. But now it's time to get back to uh, school mode and get back on our grind and, um, yeah, get get rolling and get after it, man. I mean, that's basically all we got to say. But, uh, yeah, social media is below in the description. Um, that's all I got to say, man. I mean, come on. I'm your host of this show, Michael Marr. Today was Monday, January 11th, 2020. This was episode 42. That's all I got to say. Stay clean, stay safe, stay tuned.